you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. You give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. That's what Jesus Christ did at the resurrection at the tomb for His devoted follower, Mary Magdalene. He once again gave her hope when she was feeling hopeless. He restored her heart that was certainly broken because of what she believed had happened. We sing those words because they are true. We're going to read the passage now in John chapter 20. It's verses 1 to 18. It'll be up on the screen for you as well. You can turn into your Bibles if you like, but this is that familiar account of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and how it played out, especially from the perspective of Mary Magdalene. Let's read that together. It says in John 21 to 18, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and she went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We do not know where they have laid Him. So Peter went out with the other disciple and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stopping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there. But he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter came and following him. And he went into the tomb and he saw the linen cloths lying there. And the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place all by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first, he also went in and he saw and he believed. For as yet they did not understand the Scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid Him. Having said this, she turned around and she she saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Now supposing Him to be the gardener, she said to Him, Sir, if you have carried Him away, tell me where you have laid Him and I'll take Him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to Him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to Me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go, go to My brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father, and your Father, to my God, and your God. 
Mary Magdalene went and she announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord! And that He had said these things to her. What an amazing event that is unfolding there at the empty tomb. See, everyone in this world is searching for hope in some way, shape, or form. You know, Job asks this question in Job chapter 14, verse 14. He says, if someone dies, or if a man dies, will they live again? All the days of my service, I would wait till my renewal should come. Even Job was searching for some kind of hope. If someone were to die, would he live again? Don't we all need hope? We all need hope. Many people in this world are simply in survival mode. Maybe you're here this morning and you kind of resonate with that. Just trying to get by. Just seeking relief from the suffering, the pain, the sorrow, and the heartache. We know that Jesus is the only one who offers this true hope. A real promise of new life and an end to grief and despair. That is what Mary Magdalene at the tomb, the empty tomb, was experiencing. Grief and despair. Where there was once hope, now there was heartache, loss, and confusion. But what she experienced at the tomb was the truth that Christ offers the greatest hope there is, that this life is not all that there is. Amen? And at that, and that, that death is not the end. That one day, we too will shed these jars of clay and receive glorified heavenly bodies. How many of you can't wait to shed your jar of clay? Amen. And receive a glorified heavenly body. Everybody's hand shot right up. Look at these very encouraging words from Peter. This is in 1 Peter 1. It's 3-9. through 9. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. See, that's the hope. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. See, Peter was encouraging and even empowering the struggling believers at that time. So he's reminding them of the resurrection and the living hope that comes along with it. Because Christ is risen, we know that death is not the end. We just sang those words, O death, where is your sting? This is called the resurrection, our blessed hope, that when those who are in Christ die, they will 
be resurrected to new life. Because Christ lives, we live also. Now, but we have hope of eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. See, Christ's resurrection, it changes everything. Like that video that started our our gathering today. It changes everything. It transforms lives. It gives us a new identity. Like Mary Magdalene. There is an assurance of future. In that passage from Peter, he talks about a great mercy. It's that great mercy of God that Mary never forgot. Remember what I said about what Jesus did for her? How did He heal her? He cast out seven demons from her. None of us know what that's like to be demon-possessed. She had seven demons in her for who knows how long. We don't know. But Jesus healed her completely. The great mercy of a merciful God. From that point on, she was a devoted follower of her Lord and Savior. How could you not be? Being healed like that. Haven't we experienced something like that in our lives where God has healed us especially, and most importantly spiritually, given us that new heart when we've recognized Christ to be that Messiah, the one true Messiah, the Lamb of God, who would come and take away the sins of our world our sins when we have confessed that and believed in the resurrection and believed that jesus did what he said he was going to do and he is who he says he is the son of god we receive new life right second corinthians tells us that anyone is in christ he is a new creation and the old is gone the new has come and mary magdalene had experienced that but not truly to the fullest until She experiences the empty tomb. Mary's hope and true hope was transformed at that moment. You see, it also says that when she turned and recognized it was Him, that she clung to Him. Really what she did was she fell at His feet. Back then, it it just would have never happened that somebody would have embraced Jesus like that or a rabbi like that. She most likely fell at His feet clung to his feet and said, don't ever leave me again. Don't ever leave me again. When we understand and value the glory that awaits us, then we're better able to endure whatever comes our way in this life. We can give God praise even during trials because we have his guarantee that we will receive all he has promised. 2 Corinthians 4.17, look at it. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. See how he even compares that? It's a light affliction, but the glory has weight to it. Isn't that cool? Our afflictions are light, but the weight of glory, it just outshines it and outweighs it all. Revelation 21.4 gives us a beautiful description of this great inheritance, all because of the resurrection. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. The former things have passed away. The resurrection of Christ from the dead has been called the capstone in the arch of Christianity. For without it, everything else crumbles. The Apostle Paul said, that without the resurrection, our faith is in vain. We may not, we, 
We shouldn't even gather here. Why even gather if the Lord Jesus is still on the cross and if He is still in the tomb? It is the resurrection that draws us here. For if there's no resurrection, we have no Savior. With no Savior, there's no salvation. If no salvation, there is no faith. If there's no faith, there's no hope. The truth of the resurrection changes lives. It changed the life of Mary Magdalene. The resurrection is the heart of the Gospel. It's what the apostles preached. It's what Mary first preached and went to the disciples and said, He is risen. For she was the first one He appeared to. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that what? That God raised Him from the dead you will be saved. The offer of salvation. So here are just some concluding thoughts, some implications for us this morning as followers of Christ. Did you notice that when Mary turned around and heard another voice, the angel said to her, "Uh, why are you weeping? But then there was a voice from behind her and she turned around and that person also said, why are you weeping? She thought it was the gardener. But what happened for her to truly recognize it was Jesus. He called her name. He simply said, Mary. Did He not tell us in John 10 that He is the Good Shepherd? What does the Good Shepherd do? He calls us by name. Is that awesome? Praise God. So she turned around, didn't recognize Him, and He just said, Mary. And right away, she knew His voice Because the sheep know the voice of the Good Shepherd. And she fell at His feet. But He says something interesting. He says, don't cling to Me. Don't touch Me. Why would He be like that? Well, here's why. It's not that He didn't want to embrace her heart and her love. But He knew that she was just glad that things were going to be the way they used to be. That's what she was thinking. Oh, He's back. We can get back to the way it was. He was saying, no. He is saying, no, everything is different. Because of the resurrection, everything is different. See, He is now the risen Lord. And He is now appearing to her and nothing will be the same. His body is not the same. Right? He goes on to then appear to the other the women, the disciples, and it says even 500 more people that He appears to. But she was so happy her hope restored because her relationship with jesus was restored perhaps you're in the room this morning and you know the lord jesus as savior but perhaps you feel like your relationship is broken with him perhaps there's unconfessed sin in your life or something you have allowed to take the place of the lord jesus in your life know that the resurrection of christ the empty tomb gives us hope of a restored relationship with Him. Where Mary had lost all hope, she now had true hope once again. This relationship was now much more spiritual because He goes on to say, "Um, go tell them that I have to ascend and I'm going to go to the Father and I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. See, things are going to be different. And I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. He's basically saying to Mary now, I don't want you to live by sight but live by faith is that what we do we never saw jesus in the flesh but 
Scripture tells us how blessed it is that we do not see Him, yet we have faith in Him. Jesus is worth pursuing. From the moment that Mary was healed of those demons, she pursued Him all the way not only to the cross, but she witnessed His burial, came back the next morning to anoint His dead body, was devoted to Him to the end. No wonder she was the first one that He appeared to. The first one that He said, Go and tell that I am alive. Mary followed Him ever since Galilee. She never forgot the good, good grace of a gracious Heavenly Father. Jesus is not only worth pursuing, He's worth praising, and He's worth proclaiming. We did that this morning. And she did that when she ran as fast as she could, going back, like the video said, like a little kid going back to the disciples to say, it's true, He is risen. I have seen Jesus, the risen Lord. So here's the thing. We should all strive to pursue Jesus with the devotion of Mary Magdalene. We should all strive to have the same gratitude of heart that Mary Magdalene does, especially for His grace and mercy. And we should all strive to proclaim the good news with the passion that Mary Magdalene does. And that good news is that Christ defeated death by rising from the dead to bring hope to the world of eternal life in Him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You for the glorious power of Your Word. How awesome it is for us to read a very familiar story that we come to at least once a year, but to be reminded of the fact that Jesus Christ changes everything. That on the cross He was not yet finished. In the tomb He was not yet finished. But as Mary and the others came and saw for themselves that the tomb was empty, we thank You, Father God, what that means to us today. In this time and place in Your history, in this time and place in our world, in our lives, the lives that You have given us to live, God, help us to follow that example of Mary of Magdala, that we would pursue Him with the same devotion, that we would proclaim the good news of the resurrection with the same passion, and that we would have the same thankful, the same thankful heart that she did for Your great mercy when You healed her, for we know that Your offer of healing is to us as well. God, for any of us that are here that need healing, physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional, God, know that we are crying out to You in the name of the risen Lord Jesus, that we believe in You. We believe in the power of the resurrection. We believe that one day, because Christ lives, that we again will live and that we will receive those beautiful, glorified bodies we so long for. But until then, God, help us to cling to You, but to cling to what You are going to do in our lives. Help us to remember the pain. Remember our position before You. But Father God, all the more to praise and rejoice You 
for the new people we are now in Jesus Christ, all because of the risen Lord. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.